I Drive SoCal is brought to you by the very best auto retailers from across Southern California. When it's time for you to buy or even just kick the tires on the idea of buying, just go to idrivesocal.com and click on dealers. idrivesocal.com, click on dealers and get connected. Now, on with the podcast. We're the greatest generation in aviation museums, so we focus primarily on the, the World War II veterans. Uh, in aviation. We've got, you know, the, the famous airplanes, the rare flyable World War II type airplanes. We've got the, the military vehicles, motorcycles. We even have a, a very historical uh, car that was originally owned by the, the evil dictator Adolf Hitler. Welcome to I Drive SoCal, the podcast all about mobility from the automotive capital of the United States, Southern California. Tom Smith here, and I am in, where are we technically? Costa Mesa, right? Uh, we're Santa Ana, which is really Newport Beach, Irvine, Costa Mesa. It's all kind of right in the corner, and okay. uh, it's at John Wayne Airport. That's the thing. We're not near John Wayne. We're at John Wayne Airport. And that is Mark Foster. Uh, who is the, what, what's your exact title? Uh, whatever you want to call me, but uh, president, CEO. Okay. Yeah. okay, president, CEO of the Lion Air Museum. Correct. Right down here. Literally, we are, I'm, I'm looking at Alaska Airlines getting ready. Uh, it's taxiing down the runway right now. So, so Mark, thank you very much for, for having me and the iDrive SoCal podcast. Uh, again, all about mobility from the automotive capital of the United States. A big piece of mobility is air travel. You have a couple of things going on in, in the museum currently, uh, but I recently learned about you guys. I guess you've been around since 2009, and uh, I recently learned about you guys on KTLA, saw, saw a, uh, a quick piece, and said, hey, I really want to go down there and, and have a chat because it, you guys do some really, really cool stuff down here. Um, so with that strange kind of uh, totally non-traditional introduction, Mark Foster of the Lions Air Museum, uh, literally right on John Wayne Airport, watching planes taxi as we do this interview. Thank you for joining me. Oh, it's great to have you. Thanks, Tom. So uh, high level, what do you guys do here? Well, we're an aviation museum, and we're the greatest generation in aviation museum, so we focus primarily on the, the World War II veterans uh, in aviation. Okay. And for those that don't, and I'm, I think there's a whole lot of people that, that aren't aware of the opportunity to come and, and check out what you guys have here, um, but your museum, again, you're right on the, the John Wayne Airport tarmac. Um, you can come and see what? Yeah, well, we've got... Uh, you know, the World War II airplanes, we really start with uh, pre-World War II aviation history. We've got, uh, you know, pre-World War II, like a DC-3 American Airlines type aircraft. That's yep. kind of a late 30s design. And then we go all the way up through aircraft that would have been used in the Vietnam Air War. And we don't have a lot of airplanes, but we have quality. And then the airplanes that are in the hangar here, all of them are uh, airworthy. And we fly kind of rotationally, but we fly a few of them at any given time. And that's the thing. The, the museum is, so you know, uh, podcast listener, thank you for listening. Um, the museum is literally a hangar. And, and right now we're doing this podcast in, in uh, July, late July, and uh, the hangar's quite hot. Yeah. Uh, but, but all of the aircraft are uh, 
as as Mark pointed out, airworthy. They're, they have their, their fluids in them, and uh, I, I'm sure there's plenty of planning that needs to go into it before they, they uh, head out to, to take a flight, but but that's entirely possible that their hangar doors can open and away you go, right? Yes, correct. Yeah, we there's a, a couple of them. Any, any given time, there's maintenance going on. So we have one of them that the propellers are off and the propellers are in a propeller shop for a, a regular inspection they have to have. But there's a couple of airplanes down there that we could literally just end the interview, walk down there and open the doors and roll them out and they're ready to go. Um, and a lot of these aircraft are, as you point out, greatest generation, uh, World War II. So if you watch the HBO series Band of Brothers, mm -hmm. a lot of the aircraft that you see there are, are represented right right down here and airworthy and and beautiful and, and well-maintained. Mark, please uh, tell me about how the, the Lyon Museum came, came about. Well, General William Lyon, our founder, saw a need to... Um, share these stories with the local community and particularly the school kids. And, uh, you know, he had a, a big passion for aviation, you know, mm -hmm. with his background dating all the way back to world war two. And, uh, and he was now flying vintage airplanes, uh, you know, in modern times and thought, you know, I need to really share these with people. So he, uh, was able to secure a lease for space here at John Wayne airport and build a hangar and establish Lion air museum. So it was really his passion for preserving the story of the greatest generation? That's exactly the, the best <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> you said that so well, Tom. <laughs> Thank you. I think that's actually our slogan. <laughs> if yeah. not, yeah. work on that. Yeah, there you go. Um, well, it, it, is, it is a very, a very cool place. And as we were discussing off mic, General Lyon uh, entered the, the military uh, when, before the Air Force was. And it was the Army Air Corps, mm -hmm. and uh, that was that was pre World War Two. Yeah, no, well, it was during the war. It was during the war. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, and he started off as a civilian flight instructor, training military pilots. So he was a pilot himself yeah. before he started exactly in the military. And then he started doing some uh, work with the with the Ferry Command. They were delivering airplanes for the military. Okay, and all over the country and all over the world. So literally, he was a pilot that was bringing aircraft that would be used. In the war, Correct. in combat, he was he was bringing those planes from wherever they were being manufactured in the states mm -hmm. to where they needed to be. Yeah, yeah. and that and that's how he got into the into the army, basically, and you know just becoming a you know a, a service pilot. They called him back then, and so it wasn't really a commissioned officer; it was a service pilot, and which is something that really bothered him for many years until he got his his actual Air Force wings. Uh, you know, post World War II. Okay, and. The the museum didn't become until the, your your first year in operation was oh nine right yeah we opened officially in oh nine so General Lyon uh, once he got out of the 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 uh, the military he was in the home building business correct yeah so so some of us in Southern California would would recognize the the name of some of the neighborhoods that he developed yeah. yes yeah William Lyon Homes yeah okay uh, and now the you mentioned what the museum has to do with the local schools. Let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, Lion Air Museum is part of the uh, Newport Mesa Unified School District sixth grade curriculum. So okay. we have about 60-something classes coming through the museum each year. 
and so we get you know new students every year. It's great, yep. and uh, and we have uh, World War II veterans and some others of our docents who work with the students. Um, they're basically broken up into four sectors throughout the museum, and the students go from sector to sector, and they get to to hear the stories of the greatest generation, you know, from the people who lived it. And it's, from uh, from the veterans themselves. Yeah, and it's just a fabulous program. Uh, the, the teachers love it. The school administration, you know, the district loves it. And uh, it's something we're, I think we're in our about eighth year now doing it. Do the really kids good. understand it at that age? Yeah, at you that know, age? they do. And, and, you know, and I wasn't sure about that, you know, at first. I thought, boy, you know, sixth grade, is that really the right time? And that's what the school had suggested. And we thought maybe it should have been later. We weren't sure. But we have these little history, uh, these little, we call them kind of hero cards, but they're like baseball cards, but they're for some of the veterans that we have. And we've sure. got them in their Lion Air Museum. They're like collector cards. And some of them were passing those out to the students the first time, you know, the first year we were doing this. And, and then the students have a free period after they've gone to all four sectors. They get this, like, kind of 20-minute roaming period. And I figured all the kids would go huddle in a corner somewhere and just hang out with each other. Well, the kids came back, and they stood in line next to the, for the veteran who had given them the card to get their autographs on that's the cards. Cool. And when they were walking out, they were looking down at the cards like, wow, I've got something that's a treasure in my hand as they're walking out to get back on the bus. And I witnessed that, and I go, no, we've got something here. Yeah. This is really, it is impactful. It does make a difference. Now, uh, tell me a little bit about the what, what you guys have out here because for, for really, anyway, if you're, if you're a history buff, it's an awesome museum. If you're an aviation buff, it's an awesome museum. If you're a World War II buff, it's an awesome museum. Uh, or if you just like to go see things that fly. Um, so what do you guys have out here consistently? And then I know you have a, a, a exhibit that's, that's yeah. temporary. Yeah, well, we definitely check all those boxes that you mentioned. Everything from, you know, we have the little kids standing up on these platforms we have out there so they can look out the window. Our, our hangar doors are big glass windows. There's like 260 windows, I think. Um, and they uh, look out onto the, the taxiway and the runway so they can see the airliners taking off and landing. So some kids just like to do that. That's yeah. always happening here. So they just come to, to, to yeah. get a, a great view yeah. of John Wayne it's the best, activity. best seat in the house. And then, yeah. and then we've got, you know, the, the famous airplanes, the rare flyable World War II type airplanes. We've got the, the military vehicles, motorcycles, and so forth. We even have a, a very historical uh, car that was originally owned by the, the evil dictator Adolf Hitler. And it's an authentic World War II Mercedes uh, parade car that's and, on display here. And just to, to jump in real quick, podcast listeners, if, if you're not listening from iDrive SoCal, uh, you might want to go to iDrive SoCal and actually listen to the podcast from there because like uh, so many other of our pieces, we're going to have pictures of all of these uh, aircraft as well as the the parade yeah. car yeah. that Hitler drove in, which when I first saw that, I had goosebumps. Yeah. And, and then when I heard the story that he actually wrote in yeah, it, that's, yeah. that's wow. That's an amazing so sorry to cut you off. Cool. I just wanted to let everybody yeah. know that they're going to be able to see that. Yeah. yeah, so we've got that. And then you had mentioned just people who like airplanes. So, yeah. you know, just, uh, you know, the technology. And that's, that's what originally attracted me to airplanes. It wasn't the history initially. It was just the high performance. These airplanes are really high-performing yeah. airplanes for back then. And that's what drew me to it. And then once I learned about the history, that's where, you know, really my, my passion, you know, went. And uh, 
a little bit about the the models for those for those that know. Well, let's just breeze over some of the models that you have out yeah. here. Well, we have uh, you know we start off with kind of the pre World War II the the famous DC three airliner. We have an American Airlines DC three in here, which coincidentally was converted from a cargo airplane of World War II, and it's a D Day veteran airplane so it's actually a pretty famous airplane and then we have got the cargo it version. actually flew yeah. troops yeah. on d-day on d-day yeah yeah men jumped yeah. out of June 6, greatest generation men jumped out of yeah. that plane june 6 1944 on d-day that is a significant yeah. 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 Piece it was of with yeah it was with the 440th troop carrier group and uh, they were based out of exeter uh, in england and uh, took off on the evening of of d-day so it was actually about 11 o'clock at night on june 5th flew across the english channel and they were dropping uh 101st Airborne troops uh, into drop zone Delta in France in the early morning of June 6, 1944, out of that airplane. 101st, and 101st is literally the uh, uh, Band of Brothers, yeah. all and about the 101st. And you right? mentioned Band of Brothers because we also have the sister ship to that airplane, which is configured as a DC as a C-47. It's a B model, and it was built in 1944, and it's got the invasion stripes. I mean, it's painted up you know, just like it would have been back then. And that airplane we use and fly to the local air shows. We participate. We'll be at the uh, the Huntington Beach Air Show now, which I think is called the Great Pacific Air Show this year. Okay. Um, and it'll be one of the star attractions during that air show. And hundreds of thousands of people see that flying as it goes up and down the beach there and over the pier and all that. So, you know, these airplanes, you know, they, they don't just sit in the hangar. They get out and do some flying as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's yeah. the crazy thing. And then some of the other models we have, probably the most significant or famous would be the B-17 Flying Fortress, which mm-hmm. is a... You know, it's a four-engine World War II bomber, and that's what they were using to do the daylight bombing missions over Germany. Um, there's only about a dozen of those left flying in the world, and this wow. is this is one of them. Um, and we don't fly it very often right now, but uh, but it's it's considered an airworthy B-17, and you know, like I said, there's only about 12 of them left flying. So in so the world, yeah. So that's pretty significant. And then we've got a, a B-25 Mitchell bomber, and that was a famous airplane that was. Uh, that type of airplane used in the Doolittle raids. If you ever heard of the Doolittle Raiders, and that's where the 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 sixteen B twenty fives took off of the aircraft carrier USS Hornet and flew to uh, to Japan and bombed Tokyo when mm. Tokyo uh, when the Japanese never thought that uh, we could ever get to them. Right. And Jimmy Doolittle led that raid. It was kind of a one way mission type of raid, and and there's been movies about it and so forth. Thirty seconds over Tokyo was a famous movie a long time ago, and then. Um, as of lately, uh, Disney did one in the early 2000s that you know was like a Ben Affleck and Josh Hartnett oh, thing sure. called uh, Pearl Harbor, and, yeah. and there was a section of that where Alec Baldwin plays Jimmy Doolittle, and they fly the B-25s on that mission as part of the, the storyline, and and so you get to get to see that type of airplane in person here, and uh, then we've got some uh, some other we've got a forward air control airplane that represents the Vietnam Air War. Uh, they used them in, during the Korean and Vietnam Air War. Um, we've got the A-26 Invader, which is really a neat airplane because it, it flew, that's the type of airplane that flew in World War II, Korea, and Vietnam. So you hmm. think across three generations of, yeah. of, of flyers, basically. Um, and it happens to be the most powerful of the airplanes in the hangar if you go by per-engine horsepower. you got 2,000 horsepower per engine. It's got two engines on it. So it's pretty amazing you know, high-speed type airplane. So this stuff's not old. It, it still competes. It won't compete with a modern jet, but it'll definitely compete with the, the modern prop planes. They're pretty amazing airplanes, uh, you know, given the time. And now uh, some of the other, you mentioned the, the Hitler parade car that he literally stood in and waved to, to people. Uh, what are some of the other uh, 
World War II era vehicles that you have that don't fly. Yeah, well, yeah, and the, the vehicles don't fly. <laughs> <laughs> Not far anyway, but uh, yeah, we've got the uh, you know Army Jeeps, which are classics, right? I mean, right. Everybody, you know, the, the old Willys Jeep and all yep. that. So we've got two of those out there, and we've got a big Dodge Command truck out there. Um, we've got motorcycles. We've got some mm-hmm. interesting motorcycles. We have a, a real rare, um, it's kind of, you know, I may mispronounce it, but uh, Raikyo, which is a Japanese motorcycle that was basically modeled after the Harley-Davidson. And kind of an interesting story, but Harley-Davidson had, had worked out a deal with the Japanese prior to World War II, and they were building Harleys over there under, you know, under license, basically. The Japanese were with Harley. And then, you know, obviously, as tensions begin to build, uh, they left, and, uh, and the Japanese continued to build these motorcycles uh, and the Raikyo, which I think means like road king in, in Japanese or something. So we have one of those out there, and some of the motorcycles are functional as well. Huh. Now, uh, the, let's talk a little bit about the, uh, the exhibit that you have right now, the Dan Gurney cars. Yes, yes. We have uh, it's vintage motor racing, and we're doing a special tribute to Dan Gurney. You know, this is the year that, uh, that we lost Dan Gurney, you know, in January, and you know, it was a big, big loss for everybody, and and we wanted to through the vintage motor racing show, you know, a, a little bit pay homage to to Dan Gurney. So, uh, we have on display here nine vintage motor racing cars, three of which are um, Dan Gurney related. We have two Dan Gurney Eagles here, uh, the Gurney Eagle, and then we have. Uh, his Sebring Cobra, which is is not the original Sebring Cobra that he raced in 1963, but it's uh, a a um, highly uh, accurate replication of the one, and he it was his personal car until his until his passing. And how long is that exhibit here for? It's going to run through Labor Day, so through September, was that September 3rd. Now, the neat thing about our display, to see the cars among the airplanes is really a neat, just, it's great for you know, photo ops and so forth. And, and the, the car exhibit is included with the admission of coming to see the Air Museum. So if you're going to come see the Air Museum, you might as well come while the cars are here. And that's where I was getting to next. If you want to come to the Lion Air Museum, obviously head down towards John Wayne Airport, which we are right on there. But but uh, you definitely want to hit the navigation because uh, you're not going to stumble across it unless you intend to arrive here. Yeah, yeah. It's it's easy to find if you know where we are. And uh, basically, you know, on, on Baker Street, if you're heading east toward John Wayne Airport, Baker Street dead ends into our parking lot. It turns into a, another street called Ike Jones Road. But if you just keep going straight and right. follow the windy road, it, it ultimately ends up dead end into our parking lot. So it's pretty hard to miss as long as you get on Baker and head east and keep going. And you guys are pretty accommodating in that you're open yeah. most days of the year, right? Yeah, we're open seven days a week, uh, every day except for Christmas and Thanksgiving Day. Um, and occasionally a special event uh, if we have to close down, but uh, that's very seldom. And we're open 10 to 4 daily. Okay. And uh, admission's reasonable. What, what, what's admission? Yeah, I think like? basic uh, admission is $12, and we've got some discounts for veterans and seniors, and that takes it down to $9. And we've got some group discounts. Ten or more people show up. It's uh, I think it's a dollar off per admission. And you know, then, you know, kids are $6 and under five is free. Okay. And you want to drop the website in? Yeah, it's uh, just uh, lionairmuseum.org. Lionairmuseum.org. And, uh, and all those people who follow on, you know, Instagram and Facebook and all that, it's also, it's just Lion Air Museum. And Lion is L-Y-O-N Air Museum, and there's no S. 
No S. Yeah. I think I might have dropped an S yeah, in there a few once, times. Yeah, just but that happens. All right. Yeah, it became a possessive S instead of uh, a, <laughs> a basic name, so it's okay. Not that yeah. you noticed. Yeah, no, I did. <laughs> no, yeah, it's like it's kind of like those fingernails on the chalkboard. When you're, it's like, no, it's not lions, you know, because so many people say lions air museum, but no, it's lion and his his. You know, our founder's name is General William Lyon. It's uh, which is interesting because there's a, a big guy with uh, with Jag Jaguar, which is you know that's a vintage car we've sure. displayed before, and uh, the designer of like the XK120 was a William Lyons. So that was really confusing while we had the Jags on display here. All right. Yeah. All kinds of fingers on the chalkboard yeah, for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, Mark Foster. President, general manager, CEO of the Lion Air Museum. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, for I Drive SoCal, I'm Tom Smith. Thanks very much, as always, for listening. Hey there. Still wanting more iDrive SoCal content? Just go to iDriveSoCal.com. From there, you can subscribe to our podcast and newsletter. And you can connect with one of our awesome car dealer partners to get yourself a sweet new high-tech wonder on wheels. And oh yeah, we always want to hear from you. So please connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Or if you're not a big social media-ite, you can email us suggestions for stories, people, places, or events you think we should cover. Here's the address, media at idrivesocal.com. That's media, M-E-D-I-A, at the letter I, drive, D-R-I-V-E, socal, S-O-C-A-L.com. Media at idrivesocal.com. Thanks again for listening and definitely reach out with whatever's on your mind.